Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hi, Queen. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I am super excited for this movie. <laughs> me too. Me too. I am so excited. I'm going to just <laughs> jump right into it. All right, kids. So welcome to All Hollywood Realness, the podcast that recounts the Hollywood glamour machine one film at a time. I'm your super excited host, Philip. And I'm even more excited <laughs> Kathleen Knoll. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm so glad we watched this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> so we are talking about Gigi. Oh. Baguettes. Oh my god! Okay, so well, now that we've—I love how like every single French word has escaped me right at the point when I wanted to say something funny. Oh well, say lovey. Oh, oh, there's some. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Au revoir. Wait, no. No, not yet. Not yet. Bonjour. Um, well, now that we've alienated the entire country of France. <laughs> oh my God, we're so sorry. We love you guys so much. You have no idea. Yeah, je t'aime France. You have no idea how much we love this movie. <laughs> we want to live there in this movie, yes. circa 1900 Paris. Yes. I mean, Gigi from 1958, directed by Vincent, Vincent Minnelli, <laughs> and costume designed and production designed by one Mr. Cecil Beaton. Oh, he is he is like costume royalty slash god. He is amazing. Oh, I god. thought you were guys were related. Aren't isn't he like a distant relative? Of me? Yeah. Did I I just figured. Did I lie and say that at one point in my life? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have such similar style, I feel like in drawing and everything. You're you're oh, like a huh? you're a, if, Maybe you're related somehow Maybe. in the creative forces of the universe. Maybe spiritually. <laughs> spiritually related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but I'm, <laughs> if I've gone on the record and said, said that, I'm totally lying. <laughs> and then you say you were related to Judy Garland. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so the the cast that we're looking at today is um, Gigi, played by Leslie Caron, um, Honoré Lachaille, um, played by Maurice Chevalier, um, Madame Alvarez, who's basically, um, who I ne- never mention her name, she's actually the grandmama, is Hermione G- Gingold, and Aunt Alicia is Isabel Jean, and Liane Degdelmont is played by Eva Gabor, who is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that crazy bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, 
just some factoids on this movie. Uh, this movie won, um, was nominated for nine Academy Awards, won every single award it was nominated for, breaking the record at that time for the most wins um, uh, and most and being nominated for all the awards. The only other two movies to hold slash beat the record are The Last Emperor in 1987 for nine awards and Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King 2004 for 11 awards. So there's only three movies that have done this. So this is in like the echelon of like the best movies ever. So that's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering none of those were Star Wars, I find this, <laughs> this is very, very important. Yes, I agree with you. Um, this one, uh, best picture, director, screenplay, adaptive screenplay, set decoration, art decoration, uh, cinematography, costume design, Cecil Beaton, film editing, musical <sighs> score, Andre Previn, and original song, Gigi, by uh, Lerner and Lowe, which is the, Lerner and Lowe is the team that uh, did all the music and the writing and the story writing for this movie. So that's, base, it was pretty awesome. Um, it's not, it was inspired by a book from the French writer, uh, French writer Colette. 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 Uh, yes, the French writer Colette. She wrote a, nove- a novella called Gigi. I the, wrote down that the novella was named Colette, and the book went well. <laughs> so much for taking <laughs> notes, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So this movie is a super dope. Um, uh, God, it's so good. It's just beautiful. It's so good. Everything about it is beautiful. You want to just you just want to live in it. I know. It, it is such a wonderful escape of a movie to watch. I love it. And. Even if you watch it today, Modern Eye, you know, uh, Maurice Chevalier, um, he, which uh, let's just um, talk about how much you you may listen to his voice and think, oh, wow, that's totally the guy from Beauty and the Beast. But it's not. not. It's actually Jerry Orbach, who was completely inspired by this character when he did... um, when he did Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast in Disney. Yeah. So I just I, I point that out in case, because I feel like that is probably one of the most iconic things to take away from yeah. this movie. And I also read that the um, the Disney's Beauty and the Beast was heavily influenced by this movie. Um, even to the point where they named the villain Gaston after the main um, the main character in this movie, who is Gaston, who I d- actually didn't even mention was in the original cast. So Gaston is... Pl- <laughs> <laughs> like the, My notes are crap. <laughs> Gaston no. Lachai no. is played by Louis Jordan, who is a French actor of this time, and he, um, so, and he was a big star and really beautiful at that. Um, I never thought he was a super hard job, but so in the um, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, they named their main character, their main villain Gaston, after the um, vil- uh, the um, hero in this movie, who is well, the main mm-hmm. male hero who was super in love with himself. Um, so it made sense that they would name him after that, and then also Jerry Orbach's character, Lumiere, was like. Um, made references to uh, Maurice Chevalier. It was pretty awesome that they did a lot of that references yeah. to that because that movie is pretty good as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So let's dive <laughs> right into this mo bro. Oh. Well, so this movie starts off where it's just these big, beautiful sweeping scene of a park, maybe by the Champs-Élysées or some sort of major promenade in Paris. He, and yeah, he references it is the park because um, they shot all on location, which was really rare for um, 
musicals at Any the time because this was an yeah. MGM musical. This was an, so this was what and everyone kind of points to this as being the last of the great MGM musicals, which is yes. pretty, which is pretty cool. But it's kind of sad too because this was 1958, so it's kind of yeah. kind of early when you think about it because there's yeah, someone, but there's it's some like, musicals in the yeah. 60s that were still pretty. There good. are, but you can almost feel like it, there's almost like a sense of like people growing disenchanted with musicals mm-hmm. by this point, at least in like the late 50s. It, late 50s and early 50s were completely different yeah. <laughs> as far as even and popularity of these things. And so in a lot of ways, this kind of was like a, a, a last hurrah for MGM in yeah. that sense of of doing the, these musicals like this. But what a hurrah. I mean, oh it was my amazing. goodness, it's so good. So that first <laughs> scene that he does is in the park and that's where he kind of like introduces himself as being like the narrator character of the movie. And he- Maurice and, Chevalier. Yeah, Maurice Chevalier. And he uh, sings- he sings the one of the big songs from this movie, which is I think "Heaven for Little Girls," which is such an adorable song, and it kind of gets a bad rap these yeah. days. Um, it does. Which this whole movie actually gets a bad rap these days um, through yes. the modern eye, which I think people need to sort of step back a little bit and stop um, looking at it from what from our point of view and like what happens now you have to think about it. this was 1900 and yes. the 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 like overarching story of this is that Gigi is being groomed by her grandmother and her aunt to be a kept woman people there's a lot of like um synopsis throwing around that she's like oh she's a courtesan she's a prostitute it's like no she's not necessarily <laughs> a sex worker she is a kept woman which mistresses in france are were a big deal in the 1900s right I mean, you have to think it was about the it norm. it's like this guy the main character gaston is the richest man in paris in france he's the heir to a sugarcane fortune and he has so much money that he's basically like he's basically like a hilton and you know so um yes so basically he can have any woman that he wants and Pretty much, if you were rich, you had you had your wife, and then you had your mistress. But you kept your mistress, mm-hmm. and you made sure that she was respectable and didn't live in like squalor. So you gave her an apartment, and you paid for all of her uh, servants, and you paid for her her you know clothes and food and stuff. So, so that's sort of the situation right. with here is that they were setting her up to sort of like groom her to be the mistress of Gaston, which is not the greatest thing for a young woman to be set up by her family. No, and, and you, you think, gosh, that's terrible. But if you think about her alternatives, which are sort of actually brought up in the movie, the alternative would have been for her to marry someone of a lower class and probably poop out a bunch of babies mm-hmm. and live in squalor. Yep. And, and like, you know, did they wanted more for her. Yeah. You know, they wanted her to, it was more than just, you know, having pretty things. And as they say, you know, being taken care of beautifully, it was also so that she did not have, so she could truly live and be happy and not, you know, not suffer. They did not ever want her to suffer. And And I think that, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, I I didn't want to interrupt, but basically the, Oh no, it's good. The, the the crux of the movie is is that when all of this starts happening and there's I'm just gonna blast through the story because I want to talk about the costumes for the rest of the time. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the crux and the sort of like the um the, the 
the rub in the movie that actually creates the tension at the end, near the end of the movie is, is that when she's presented with this, Gigi kind of pushes back on it and says, I don't know if I want this. I don't know if I want to be a kept woman. I don't know if I want, you know, and she actually even says, she's like, what happens when it's over? What happens when you move on Gaston? Like what, what am I to do? Am I just sort of like to putter around dusty old apartment? Like her aunt Alicia, who actually is living that life, who sort of outgrew being a kept woman. And now she's like a dowager who, lives in the past and just lives in this apartment. And actually they make reference to it. She never leaves the apartment, Yeah, you know, because she's like agoraphobic really in a way, but also too, it's like, she's, she's kind of like a dumped, she's like a dumped mistress. So she's kind of, mm-hmm. she's kind of like the untouchable where people probably didn't want like much a to fallen do with her. Woman, yeah. Really. In a way. Yeah. yeah. So it, I think that that wasn't really like clarified. They didn't actually like bang you over the head with that storyline. And I think that people glaze over that, but she pushed back against that. And then in the end, Gaston came to the realization that he wasn't, he is in love with Gigi and he wants to marry her, which as opposed to keeping her as a kept woman, which is kind of the kept women's goal in this whole, they kind of reference that a few yeah. times in the movie that like marriage is kind of a rarity for like, bachelors and like playboys and stuff so when it does happen it's kind of a big deal Um, or even for it happening on an emotional level it's more of a business deal and then your maybe your emotion is with your mistress you know what i mean so it was the idea of blending the two and just wanting that and i i actually uh, you know since we're gonna blast the story i actually really liked the part at the end where he takes her to Maxim's and she goes to the powder room to put her bracelet on and then Marie Chevalier's character comes in he's like whoa my gosh you got Gigi wow look at that look at them just growing up like look you know that's the key get them young get them fresh like what a nice you you know what a nice piece of meat you've been grooming there and you can see the look on his face he's like he's he's like he's like this is you know he says don't be vulgar and then the end he's like i'm gonna fucking throw up i need to get away from you dude yeah that whole scene yeah i don't want to bro out like she doesn't mean that to me and that's when he gets really upset and he takes her out of there and he's like he realizes that like he doesn't want her as an object he he loves her as a a real person yeah he respects her i feel like yeah and throughout the whole movie he talks about he's bored he's bored and it's like he's not just bored he doesn't he just doesn't want to live a jet set pussyhound life like yep. that's not really even if that's expected of him he couldn't be happier when he's just chilling at their tiny apartment eating you know cassoulet and and like having wine and hanging out with them like he actually just wants to live he's kind of a homebody and he but references I think that him is to be yeah. a party boy and he's just like he finds it completely dull and, and he I references that awesome. too he references that yeah. the best times of his life are spent at the apartment like you know do playing cards and like spending time with um Gigi and her grandmama and all of that and you know it's like it took takes him a while and that's the that's the sort of like character arc that he has is that he goes through where he's like oh right I don't have to live up to the expectations of me I can actually do what I want which is marry Gigi I just didn't know he just didn't know that that's what he wanted so he had to go through that realization and it is like that whole scene at Maxim's at the end where um, he takes Gigi out and that's the big sort of like that's the you know and honestly I was going to mention too this movie was um, has a lot of parallels to My Fair Lady because it was written by the same team and all of that and I can get into that but I wanted to say that that's sort of like the embassy ball moment for Gigi it's like she has that swan like transformation all that stuff and she gets there and all of the uh, you know all of the you know the gossip set are like oh my god who is um, Gaston the Shy with who is Gaston the Shy with and they're like basically like ooh who is that new meat and all of that and they're just they're so they're kind of like they're 
taken with her, but also they're just like, oh, how long is this going to last? There's like a lot of dots being connected and he's seeing all these dots being connected and he's like, oh wait, I don't know if I want that for Gigi. And that's sort of what's beautiful about it is that he actually takes her her home. (laughs) Right. And he takes her home and is just like, no, I don't want this for you. After he kind of sets up the whole thing and says, you know, I do want, you know, here's, here's the offer. Here's the, you know, here's what I can offer you as like my woman. And he realizes that once he takes her out in that set under that guise, he realizes that that's not what he wants for the Gigi he knows, which is quite, it was, was a wonderful scene. And it was a confusing at first. You're like, God, this guy needs to make up his mind. It's like, yes, no, yes, no. And then, then you realize it's like, Oh, right. He, really cares for her and doesn't want her to have to go through that and have to be under such scrutiny from the, from the gossip set, you know? So that was really, I mean, the storyline, when you kind of like late, when you kind of like half pay attention to it, it is kind of like a, you know, a a seedy storyline. But if you actually pay attention to the story and you pay attention to like the context, it's really, really, I thought it was wonderful. Like, I thought it was wonderful uh, you too. Know, I mean, and I think that's what's so cool is like, like in the beginning, you know, um, Maurice Chevalier's character, he's like pointing out people in the park and how like here's where all the biddies sit, and here's the unhappy married couple over here, mm-hmm. and like nobody's really talking to each other. They're all like looking. Yep. And it's really interesting to see at the very end what really stands out is you see Gaston and Gigi and they're walking together in the park, arm in arm. There's no secret. There's no nothing. Mm -hmm. And they're talking to everybody and they're just, they're being themselves and they're happy and they're just, you know, they're not giving a fuck about any of that. And it's kind of awesome. It's wonderful. But, these are all things that, like, I guess I've watched it so many times <laughs> that I read into these things more than, like, maybe if you were to just watch it once. But, I, I you know, ne- please do not blow this movie off. This movie's yeah. amazing. Like, it's just, it's so good. And, you know, I, I think in some ways people love to make fun of this movie, yeah. but it's it's really, it's so much more. And Leslie Caron uh. is amazing in everything she, she does. She is a Her smile makes you want to smile. She's uh. just... So much energy and oh, and, uh, uh, she yeah. was twenty six years old when she did this movie, which is kind of amazing too, because she really plays the gamut of like super young preteen to all the way yes. up to like a mature woman when she goes through that transformation with her aunt and her grandma, grandma. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful, and um, and she's so funny. She's really good. Her facial expressions, or yes. her comic timing, and everything. She's just lovely, she lovely. <laughs> so I want to talk about the costumes. I don't know about you. Yes, let's jump. Right into that. I'm like, hurry up, let's get this done. So anyway, okay. So the opening, where shall we begin? the opening scene <laughs> in the park where um, Chevalier sings. Uh, Thank heaven for little girls. There's um, before that. There's sort of like this prologue that he does, where it's sort of like talk singing, and he goes through who's who's the marrying kind, who's the non-marrying kind, and all that. That like you were saying, and the costumes and the extras. First of all, the costumes in this extra, the extra, Jesus. the costumed extras in this movie are out of this world. On point. Oh my everyone. god! Like they, like no wonder he deserved an Oscar because everyone yeah. looked on point. Like they yes. looked head to toe. Oh. And what may I say, age appropriate? Like oh, yeah. there were people of all ages, and e- the older people looked exquisite. Like not everyone was an old biddy. Like everybody had glamour. Mm-hmm. It was de- it was like that. Per- what I guess to me as an American, I think everyone in Paris is just amazing. Uh, like, yeah. Everyone's just got a little bit of chic, even in their casual everyday, and that's what this feels like. But also, too, <laughs> you have to remember, like, in 1900, in in Paris and pretty, pretty much every metropolitan city in the world, parks were made for 
the mucky mucks, the upper crust. Yeah. You know, it's like even New York or Central Park started out as being like, uh, they had conversations and big town hall meetings. Is like, how do we keep the riffraff out, meaning the poor people? So you, when you, if you would see like people promenading through the park and stuff, they would be in their finery because they're rich as fuck. Yeah. You know, they are straight up well, rich you, AF. You can afford not to work yep. and just walk through a freaking yep. park in fancy clothes. I mean, and they know? looked it. I mean, oh, the whole man. thing looked like a goddamn moving painting. It was just, oh. Amazing, amazing. Even the intro, like the intro credits, it was so like, it was like a Toulouse-Lautrec inspired, mm-hmm. like, yeah, anima- inspired, like not animation, but, yeah. but art. And oh, it's just lovely. It's so wonderful. Ugh. Lovely. And then Maurice Chevalier looks amazing. He's wearing this gorgeous, like three-piece suit where he's got, and he's got his top yep. hat and his cane yeah. and his boat. gloves and, and, and his a carnation. And, and it's just, oh, oh it's so, uh, yeah. And he's really charming. Um and then, it, as you said, he starts telling this story, and he starts pointing out random people, like these gorgeous women in carriages mm-hmm. that have these amazing hats on. Uh, the st- <laughs> I mean, if there's anything you take away and- from this movie, it is hats, H A T S hats. Like, and they are like, of course, you're ta- you're thinking you have to think Cecil Beaton before this movie had just done the Broadway version of My Fair Lady with the ascot scene and the giant hats and that. So it's just like he knew his hats and he also grew up in England in the 19, in early 1900s. So he has, I mean... I read the book um, Beaton's Fair Lady. I th- think it's called Beaton's Fair Lady. Anyway, it's a it's his uh, it's his diary from the making of My Fair Lady the movie, and he talks wow. about how much he loved that like night early nineteen hundreds Bella Puck era, which this is the Bella Puck, and it's just he just like knows how to like. And he fetishizes this period and like really knows how to like draw out the glamour and it is, Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. It it is, it is an absolute escape. It is just lovely and it's inspiring and it's beautiful. And Um, yeah, that park scene is amazing. And he's like pointing out all these different people and everyone looks so good. Mm. Um, And then it cuts to like, you see Gigi for the first time. Yep. And she's playing, looks like she's playing ball with a bunch of other girls that look like they're about her age. And they're all in these such cute little outfits. It's total like that in between, like they're not kids, but they're yep. not adults. So they're wearing like, it's almost like an adult, like what the adults would wear, but with like cute little hats and their ankle length. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like shorter. You can see the boots because it wouldn't have been improper at that age to still show your legs. You know, you were still considered a kid. Yeah. Um, and she's just running around and looking amazing in this really really cute plaid like little suit dress where it has like a little crop jacket oh, that a little bolero. white blouse oh, that bolero a little, yeah so it's like cute. a little bolero jacket and it's all and scotch then it's, plaid it's so cute yep, and with like all the braid uh, and it's got a little blouse underneath it with um with a cute like ankle length skirt beautifully pleated and then her gorgeous little lace up boots like black mm, boots yeah and that's, uh, and that's like, like the quintessential hat. yeah that's and she it's very madeline too that i sure that madeline. like the character i'm not sure the timeline of when madeline was invented but like either way they were they were both that cut hat, from the same total crop, madeline same hat. Cloth, yeah but she looked so cute and that's like the iconic Gigi look was that plaid yeah. and they had like you know dolls made for this for like the merchandising oh. movie portion of the movie understandably so cute oh with the little like um like puffed sleeves and so cute yes. i loved it so much it's it's just so cute and you she's so physical in it too it's really great it's actually kind of perfect because she does so much 
much like things were just to like reach her arms up. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that the jacket was like bolero with the separate like you know fr- separate from the skirt with the blouse underneath. You know, because there's like. She's moving in it constantly. Mm-hmm. She's very, very physical. Yeah, and, it's and her movements lovely. as a kid. I mean, when she's the sort of like preteen adolescent like portion of the movie, she is she's her movements are super exaggerated and she's like almost like clownish yeah. in the way that she moves and she's like bumbling in a way. And it's kind of it's adorable and these costumes look so cute. And I love that when she goes home after that scene, she's her uh, grandmama is like prepping her to go see her aunt because she has to go to her aunt's house like once a week and so her aunt's like combing her hair and stuff and I think there's like a reference to where like her they, you never see her mother her mother's always in the next room singing and so it's yeah. always an off camera sort of like voice which is I thought was actually kind of a cool way of like treating the mom <laughs> just being like yeah she's she's just dumb and doesn't matter so we're just gonna stick her <laughs> in the other room but they like while she's preparing the grandma I was like I wonder why we never gave you dance lessons and I thought that was so ironic I so ironic <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, this is Leslie Caron. Yeah, <laughs> she is like a trained, like classically trained ballerina, oh, like straight up, yeah. like point shoes and everything. Like she can't. It's just so. I funny. was like, wait, what? And then they actually never had her. Like there was no proper dancing in this movie, which I was just like, oh, they really kind of missed the. They kind of like missed a golden opportunity to really have her no. show her stuff. <laughs> no, but but I do I do think that's what gave her such a wonderful like why she was able to be so animated and actually quite funny like the scene where she's with Antalicia and she's like insinuate yourself and she like glides perfectly into the chair yeah. with her toe pointed out. Like, it's so clowny, but yet so exquisitely perfect. Like oh that's God. a dancer, you know. Like she did a dancer move there, and it was so great. Oh <laughs> the, the whole like that whole thing where like when they would decide that Gigi's gonna be the gonna be Gaston's mistress, like she goes into like oh hyperdrive of like teaching her all the proper things to do, and she's like across the room. And she already was like yourself. Yeah, and you got the idea that like Antalisi was like that was her like once a week she'd go there visit her and she'd have like etiquette. Mm-hmm. Lessons. Yes. So she would learn how to do, and even like what we would consider really unusual things, but like how to eat really weird food properly. Right. You know, how to just, you know, how to tell good jewels from bad jewels. <laughs> which, now, is, which is a necessary skill. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Um, you know, someone who can give you an honest, uh, you know, uh, once over and tell you what you need to work on physically. Yes. We all, let's face it, we all want an Antalicia. <laughs> and she looked like freaking Madame Pompadour. Like it was the 18th century, out of a, right so out of a Boucher good. painting. It every was time, so good. I loved. Her I can only so hope much. to grow up and look like Antalicia. <laughs> she was the best. I'm like, oh, you old oh crotchety God. bitch. I'm like, I can't wait. She oh was God, literally was so wearing great. clothes that were like had to be like she had never changed out of them since when she was like you know a hotsy totsy lady. I was like, damn. I she looked lovely. Yeah. What a vision in like pink taffeta mm-hmm. with black trim. Oh my God, and that first silver hair. That first Ugh. look that she had, and she had that wide, yes. wide neck. Like she had, like literally, like instead not just a piece of velvet ribbon around her neck. It was like a four inch piece of like fabric wrapped around her neck with a giant oh, yeah. bow behind her hair. I was like, "Wow, girl, you are really doing it with that black, like black ribbon." I'm like, "She's like, she probably like hide the neck rose, hide the neck, ra- the she neck does. wrinkles." She's just like, "Go with she a does super so many tall." Classic moves with like hiding the neck wrinkles, but it doesn't matter because she looks so elegant and uh-huh. amazing. It's just, it's crazy. I wish I had an elegant Uh, Artelisia. 
I well, that's what I think. Every time I watch this, I'm like, oh, we all would have benefited from some lessons from Aunt Alicia. I, know. I mean, seriously, basic etiquette, knowing know. fake from real jewelry. These are all things that we could probably be good survival yeah, skills. Yeah, I, I mean, that jewelry thing could have come in handy when I was in my dating days. Because <laughs> right? I got because but, I got so many offers and so many jewels. <laughs> I just love when she, because at one point she tells her, she was like, never, like, one of the things she says her, she's like, never compromise your ideals. And I think that's so awesome. Like, she was trying to, there, you know, we can look at this and go, what? They're teaching her how to be basically like a mistress or a sex worker. But I think that what they're doing is teaching her about life and survival well, skills. And I'd, it's women passing down valuable information to another woman. And I think so that, that Aunt she doesn't Alicia, have to learn the hard way. Yeah. And I think you know? Aunt Alicia was teaching her her what she knew which was her life which not necessarily Gigi's life but like she was definitely like oh these are the skills that I found handy it was like okay but I don't know how much I'm going to be using these skills but cool thanks yeah exactly (laughs) and that's sort of the attitude that Gigi has the whole time you know so good um Let's see. So Gigi goes over to Alicia. She's amazing. And then eventually uh, she comes home and that's when Gaston is introduced. And Gaston... Oh, no, there's a whole scene where um, on, um, Marie Chevalier and Gaston get together and um, he Gaston ditches Marie Chevalier. and's like, I'm going to go hang out with um, with, th- with the Gigi's. <laughs> with Gigi and her <laughs> grandma. <laughs> they never mentioned their last name. And yeah, he, he ends up over there, but like, oh, I just have to wait, interject, because remember when... <laughs> Remember when Gigi's with Aunt Alicia and she's like telling her, you know, like they're picking out the different jewels and she's oh, like, yeah. oh, and she's like, is that a topaz? She's like, a topaz <laughs> among my jewels? Are you in mad? my collection. <laughs> in my collection? Are you mad? Don't oh, be vulgar. <laughs> oh, man. Just so many sound bites of her so were good. amazing. Oh, my God. There were so many good, there were so many good. Um, quotes like when Gaston goes over to the ha- to uh, Gigi's house, like her grandmama mm-hmm. says, like I think at one point she said, "It's always nice watching the rich enjoy the comforts of the poor." <laughs> she says that like twice during the movie. She <laughs> really rubs it in. Oh, and she definitely like <laughs> makes reference to him being rich. She's like, "Only a person as rich as you could be bored in Monte Carlo." <laughs> <laughs> I think grandmama was like, "Uh huh." She's like, "Bitch, you're rich. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> She's like, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Yeah, she's like, but you know cool. what? We're a little low on the rent this week. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, my hands you... out. Do you see my hands out? Yeah. <laughs> how about you send over a goose? Okay? Because I can yeah, use that it. Was like, she's like, gosh, you know, it was really hard to find a goose at the market. <laughs> oh, I'll send someone over. Oh, you're the oh, best. Yeah, Thanks. She's like, Thanks. You read my mind. <laughs> Oh my god. But then but um, she looks lovely too. She does. I mean, I love her like black. She basically wears like a black tea gown. Oh I don't know god. if it's like necessarily morning because I don't think just because you're wearing black it's morning. I think it's no, more I, like it makes her look like the grandma. I think but that it's she's beautifully doing, fitted. Yeah, I like, think beautiful. she's I think she's doing one of those like dowager kind of like yeah. I'm just gonna mourn for the loss of my youth kind of thing. Um, well, she but looked lovely doing she's, it. <laughs> her main her dress that she wore all the time with that like cameo and that little like metal pin where she looked like she just got awarded some sort of like you know. I think that was a watch. I was think that? Like a that's kind of so yeah. smart. But it looked it's like so she cute. got awarded from like the state where they're like, oh, you're the best grandma ever. Here's your well, award. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because like a ner- like nurses' watches were pins like that. Oh, and, that's um, cool. The face is actually in reverse, so you can like lift it up to oh. look at it versus having it the other way around. That's how you can tell a male watch from a female watch. Oh, is wow. because a female watch is something you actually cup and look look at the other way, where a men's watch you pull it out and you oh. hang it from the top to look at. So yeah, mm, that's smart. 
I like oh, jewelry. Wow. <laughs> a topaz? A topaz? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, so Grandma's dope. I love her. She's oh, so yeah, cute. Yeah, she's she's like full of vim and vigor. Um And she's and got then, beautiful hair. She's got great like that salt and pepper hair that's been beautifully quaffed uh-huh. into like, yeah. And it's Hermione Gingold, for Christ's sake, who all I can think of is like, because I know you and me, we love the music, man. And I just think it's Eulalie <laughs> McKechnie Shin. Oh, my God. She's so good. I love that actress. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh love gosh. her. She's so cute. <laughs> she is like, so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, so after Gaston, like then uh, later on Gaston, they introduce Gaston's first lover in the movie, who is Ms. Eva Gabor. Yes. Leanne Dexalmont. Oh my gosh. She's on film for like all of 20 minutes, but she is one of my favorite, favorite characters in this movie. I she love makes her an so impact. much. I mean, and it's really funny because like it happened all weird because like um like Gaston goes to have tea with grandma mom because Gigi's not there. And so he leaves, and as he's leaving, he sees Gigi who just actually had left her aunt and just did a big song about Parisians, which is yep. I would say my least favorite song in this oh, movie. It, it's a little movie. clunky. And she's yeah. just kind of like, you know, skulking around and he sees her in the park. But we do get to see her lovely cape and tiny little tan oh gloves, which are which are great. That, um, I love a good, I love a tiered cape. I like, love I a love tiered a cape. I love a tiered cape. Which, uh, I mean, well, that one has a, like a capelet, but I think Grandmama has a tiered cape, which is even better. Yes. But yes, she does. Her Hers is, is like adorable. a double tier. It's so yeah, cool. So cute. And yeah, and so he sees her in the park and he's like, uh, why are you acting out? Why are you sitting over there being all weird? And she comes over <laughs> and talks to him and he convinces her to go to the the ice the ice rink with her yeah the um, palais de glace yes <laughs> i took a french in high school for 4 years so i know <laughs> all the french <laughs> all of it ouais <laughs> la toilette <laughs> yeah that's right that's right enchanté motherfuckers <laughs> um so they go to the palais de glace which means palace of glass ice not glass ice, um, and they—that's where he's like, "I'm gonna go meet up with my boo," and uh, she—he's—he's he's like, "Hey, you want to come with me on my date?" Which was a little strange. She was but, like, "Um, no, that's kind of awkward, but yeah. oh, right, fine. I I do like soda, so I'll yeah. come with you." <laughs> and so he takes her, and that's where uh, Leanne Degelman, Eva Gabor, is skating with her skating instructor, who is. Um, who is a gorgeous young man. Um, yes. I can't remember his name, but he's gorgeous. And he's in the film for like less than five minutes. So um, yeah. he's eye candy, but let's not bother with his name. Um, anyway, but I'm sure he's famous. <laughs> I think he actually yeah. is really famous. And he we're probably going to get hate mail. But anyway, but it was funny because he was a skating instructor. And when they got to the filming of that day, he was like, oh, hey, guys, I can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. that's what you call fake until you make it <laughs> yeah that's that's like your that's the adage when your agent tells you like just say yes to everything yeah <laughs> even if it causes massive delays in filming and they have to rig up some sort of weird contraption so they only film you from the waist up <laughs> Like they apparently they like had to rig some sort of weird thing like a sled where he literally had to sit on some weird sled and like like a sawhorse or something and like they just pushed him around or drug him around the rink. It what? was so random and they couldn't film him from the waist down. It was so they kind of like I'm sh- so I think Vincent Minnelli was not happy about that because he loves a good wide angle wide shot. So. I was gonna say and you know what not for nothing it's 
it's really not that hard. Probably if he practiced like a few hours every day, he yeah, probably I'm could, like, he could probably learn enough to just basically get that shit done. Like you could you could learn enough to just tinker around, make a lap. Well, my know? also and hold th- a my, lady and make a lap. Yeah, know? my also my uh, my other question is too is is like how long was this movie in pre production? Right. So it, you knew you. what you knew the role you were playing. And you knew that it involved ice skating. So I got an idea. Why don't you go rent some skates? Do yeah. a couple laps laps around the rink to get comfortable, dumbass. You're playing a goddamn <laughs> ice skate instructor. You can't <laughs> really fake that. I know. It was so random when I heard you that. Could, I was like, You could what? fake swim instructor before you could fake ice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> It was uh, that story that was like, what is That's happening hilarious. with our lives? Um, so, but Ava Gabor is, um, is introduced and that's where she's wearing that beautiful, beautiful rust wow. wool gown where it's Amazing. like a coat with like two tiers and it's got the cute little hat. Um, she's corseted oh within an inch of her life. Oh, it, is, God. it is uh, so beautiful. She and, looks stunning. Uh, she looked stunning. Wow. Stunning. That stunning. lady can choose some furniture. It is yes. crazy. <laughs> With her little and fur some muff. Scenery. Yes. Oh my God. And the fur and muff the was like velvet. Oh. It was like a matching rust velvet. So it was like so everything beautiful. was rust, but it was different, like mix of like um mixed media, you know, like yes. uh, and mixed fabrics and feathers and everything. And she had this gorgeous, like the orchid that that like oh. Orchid corsage, oh, yeah. which was so just beautiful. this burst of like white and pink on top of the rust. It was just, it I was... loved like the combination of the fresh flowers with like, uh, you know, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely amazing. And uh, Cecil Beaton does that a lot where he'll do like full monochromatic from head to toe, like DTM everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, die to match everything. He was in those tech pack terms. In industry speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's basically, it's like feathers and hat and wool and satin and lace and feathers and it's all one color. Like, it's like, I could not imagine his dyer probably wanted to kill himself because he's like, hey, here's the standard. (laughs) Now, go make these 17 different fabrications match perfectly. (laughs) Only (laughs) this lavender, just this (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, and if it's off standard, I'm going to reject it. (laughs) You're like, But the effect is amazing because he's mixing textures and he's mixing within one garment, but it's all the same color. So beautiful. Because the next outfit she wears too is that whole periwinkle blue Mm -hmm. with the gray fur thing. Oh my God. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was great too. Sorry, the third outfit she wears. Third outfit, yeah. Yeah, but that's mm. yeah. She looks lovely she looks, there, and yeah. um, and then you know, and that was when it was interesting because he had pointed her out to Gigi, and she was like, "Oh, okay," you know, like, and <laughs> and she's like, she seems common. He's like, "Oh, how do you mean?" And you know, he's like, "Do you mean like coarse or just you know like?" Uh, she's like, "Oh, a little of this, a little of that, you know, gotta go by." Yeah. And so nothing special. <laughs> yeah, like she's just nothing special, and it's funny because like. It, it like you could tell he already kind of had this feeling like I don't know you know and then it's it's like haunting him it's nibbling at him you know as he's sitting mm-hmm. there with with Eva Gabor and then um, later on cut to Maxims yeah where they go to dinner <laughs> yeah okay so let's get into it let's get oh, into everything oh my so these Maxims, scenes are my everything yeah Maxims was apparently like a big deal they wanted to shoot there because it was like the place oh. to be in Paris in 1900 and apparently it's still there Possibly, I want to go to Google it, but it was still there in the 50s and it was like Art Nouveau out the ass. Like it it's was a beautiful, amazing. beautiful space. And 
I mean, if you've been to Paris, spaces are not very big and they pack them in. And it was like, so that whole thing was, that scene was so beautiful with like all these women in giant gowns and giant hats and like the men with their beautiful suits. And, oh, it was so beautiful. So beautiful. And then every wall had a mirror on it, which was, which must have played hell with their, how to like lighting and cameras and hiding the cameras, which apparently it did. But it was so, so beautiful. It was great. Just, just amazing. I wanted to mention, but apparently, um, back to Ava Gabor char- oh, yes. character real quick. That rust gown that she was wearing at uh-huh. was um, was in the Debbie Reynolds collection and was in, at the last uh, was at the auction that oh, she ended up liquidating all of her stuff. So oh, wow. that did go end up in good hands and good. hopefully it ended up at a good home now too. So good. That one. There's actually a few costumes in this movie that ended up in um, Debbie's collection. Um, in the Maxim scene, there's the background um, actress and she's in the black black with the um, with the white trim that's like a deep V and it's got a nude illusion on the front and yeah. the big like floral the big round motifs on the sheer net that oh, was in yeah. her collection as well that I remember that and lady because s- she throws mad shade as the ladies come in <laughs> she's just like it, and yep. it lingers like if you just watch her watch her while everybody oh, comes so in she good. has the best resting bitch face it's like I think she <laughs> maybe was meant to be one of those girls and like at the last minute they were like no hey lady get in the background we'll get the other black and white one and like uh, you know and, yeah. and she's just like so seething beautiful. it's great <laughs> I mean, these gowns, like, it's basically like a fashion show parade. Like, it you is. got this whole, like, you got the whole set of women, like, sitting at the bar, and they're in their beautiful gowns. And they're all like, wasp-waisted, like, Edwardian, oh. just just everything is, is you know, bust and tiny waist and hips. And it's like that all, like, S-curve, Gibson girl, big hair mm. on top. It is just uh, so massive gorgeous. Massive plumage, yeah, like, gorgeous, just these beautiful, yeah. like, beautiful feathers you don't even see anymore. They have, like, egret yeah. feathers, which is... Which which apparently is illegal nowadays to even have. And like, <laughs> it's an endangered species. <laughs> it was, and, and the jewelry and the makeup oh, and everybody is just like having so this, beautiful. like partying and having this great time and like whispering to each other as everybody comes in, you know, and, and, and then, it's yeah, great. And- such a good scene too. Like every person, one per, when uh, whenever like there is like a series of three people come in and like each one is like they have to stop stop the clock and like talk about them and be like oh my god and like the gowns like there's like it's like it's just Vincent Minnelli knows how to film for costumes because he just yes. loves like. That queen loves costumes, and he just oh like my will linger on a costume. I'm take just, it away, Mister Manelli. <laughs> I mean, not like the dress that. itself. I mean, the shot. Go ahead, take it away. Yes. <laughs> Bring it back. I mean, no wonder he ended up giving birth to Liza Minnelli. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, bothering Liza Minnelli. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's he. He just knows. He loves. I'm sure he was probably trying those dresses on to, like after they wrapped for the day. He's oh, just like, please. I'm going to put this one this on. This movie with the is hair. one giant lady boner. It is great. Oh, you know, it is fabulous. I mean. And it's I had just a like, costume boner the whole time. <laughs> pretty much. It's like total costume porn. It is fab. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's, it's just like, like... I can't hear anything that's going yeah. on over my giant erection of boners. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're crested uh, with gems. Uh, <laughs> the costumes are so amazing. I can't hear anything. <laughs> uh, so good. I love oh, it God. so much. 
Oh, oh man, it was, but it was fabulous. And then, like one couple like comes in, and then it's like one, two, three couples. One of them is Marie Chevalier with you know another young thing or whatever. Young and then um, and then there's Gaston with uh, Eva Gabor, and she she almost is like parrot like oh, in all of her color. Gosh, she looks and she her looks gown. amazing. Amazing. I mean, that scene, I gasped every single time. Every time a new gown came on screen, I was like, oh, my God. Yes. And and just, she looks so good, and she's so lively. She is like a bird. I mean, she's flitting around yes. and looks like a parrot or like an exotic bird. And her hair is big, and then she's got these big feathers on top, or like like poofs of netting tool, that match yeah, the tool that so matches beautiful. back to the tool on her dress. And, I mean, she's like a, it's like one of those multi, like a popsicle, like with the different colors. Yeah. But like, and I mean that in uh, the greatest way. It's just, it's so, so beautiful. great. And she looked like, she looked like a Toulouse-Lautrec painting. She did. With like she really did, like, like a black, Moulin Rouge. A black applique as on the front. Where yes. It, was, it just was so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so God. animated and cartoon-like in that sense. And, and then they go in and, and they sit down and you see them, you know, they're at their table and she's just like, she's sitting in her chair, but she's almost like flitting around. Like you can see her, she's talking to everybody, saying hi to everyone and drinking. And he's just sitting there and he starts to kind of sing. Like you don't see him singing. He's, you just hear him. It's like his internal yeah. monologue and he's singing a song that's, she's not thinking of me. And it's mm -hmm. actually a pretty awesome song. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I like, I love his songs. I, I, I like his songs the mo most and Maurice. Chevalier's songs the most. Gigi's songs, I'm not as big a fan of. No. Um, they dubbed her in a really weird way. Yeah. Because um, they didn't like her singing voice, but I just wasn't that feeling that those songs. But they were, that one was a really good song. It yeah. Was really wonderful. Um, and that's where he realizes that she's probably sleeping around or yeah. is making love, unquote, in, in air quotes, to somebody else. And he's she's not thinking of him. And then he gets all sad and you know emo about yeah. it and then he, <laughs> he ends by dumping a, he ends the night by dumping a glass or a glass of wine down her chest like as she's like throwing her head back and laughing he just like tosses his glass like right down her chest like right down the bottom dick move such a dick move such a I dick mean, move. he's not the best character. Passive aggressive is what I would super, call Gaston. Yeah, he's super bitchy. And I'm like, girl, you need to calm it down to Nabby. Like, it's like... <laughs> Use your words. <laughs> not that serious. Yes, yeah. basically. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so funny. But the, the I mean, the dancing, because they do a waltz in the middle of the, yes. song, of the yeah. song, too. And there's like seeing those gowns and move in motion. It's just... Is worth uh, just I, the people sitting around them. If you just yeah. watch it, if oh you watch God. it like instead of watching them, watch everyone else around them that's an extra, and they are just it's exquisite. Exquisite. So much to see. So much to see. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, yeah. So, yep. but then after that, that's when he like um, commiserates with. Uh, with Marie Chevalier at his apartment, that's when you first see Marie Chevalier's apartment, which apparently. Oh my is God. Brought to you by Alphonse Mucha, everyone. Yes. <laughs> I want to live there. I want to live there. It is, yeah, it is a Alphonse Mucha. Ask dream. me about like, my Art is. Nouveau apartment because there is not a straight line in that place. It is so bendy and Art Nouveau and dreamy. I want to live there. It is gorgeous. Everything's curly and swoopy. It and is like, Alphonse so Mucha's Pussy Palace, let me tell you. <laughs> It is gorgeous. <laughs> oh my god! But they so he's commiserating about how he's being cheated on, blah 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 blah, and um, you know, and Maurice is like, let's go find them, and you know, and confront the bitch, and then um, by the bitch I mean the dude, um, <laughs> 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 the punk ass. 
<laughs> um, but he's wearing that dressing gown he's wearing with all the like reeds and cattails like yes. applique and embroideried on them. Best. Oh, it was so like, whimsical. Smoking beautiful. jacket. I don't uh, know if it's like a smoking jacket, tea jacket, whatever like you want to call it. It was so robe. Beautiful. Like it was so gorgeous and just blended in with the, again, very Art Nouveau, just looked like the rest of his apartment. And it had a touch of whimsy. Everything had a touch of whimsy mm-hmm. to it, just like him, so you know? Uh, and yeah, and then they all, they get dressed in their super sweet, like writing outfit with their like yeah. goggles and, and the, um, the coats and everything. And you in see like, turn of the century and, car. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and Gaston even drives one of those really cool, like, I guess like a chitty, chitty bang, bang sort of like turn, turn of the century car. It doesn't even have a steering wheel. It's just like a bar. No, it's just like a weird. It's like a lever. It's crazy. But it was really neat <laughs> so to see that in awesome. person. Like he was really driving it. And I was like, well, that's You can awesome. just hear the thing like puttering. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just them bouncing in their seat. Like <laughs> a couple of losers. It's so cute. It was really I mean, cute. And they book and it that, over to like the where I guess – you know, because they get a tip on where, like, his lady and her lover are hanging out <laughs> and canoodling. And so oh they head God. over there to confront him <laughs> and them. And they're, like, mugging down in the middle of this restaurant, like, in yep. the, the you know, on the terrace of this, this restaurant. And he's looking swarthy as fuck. And she's looking amazing in her per- periwinkle, um, periwinkle day gown. Oh, my so gosh. Beautiful. It was so, and she had, like, this oh. fur. It was, it, it was, like, a fur sort of donut-shaped hat <laughs> that so perched beautiful. perfectly upon her gorgeous huge hair. And yeah, the periwinkle that outfit was so great because it was like loved it, loved it so. Much. Oh my gosh! And it had that like little bit of drape in the front with like a jewel. Mm-hmm. Like she had like a like a, a jeweled brooch pulling the drape of the skirt in the front, mm-hmm. and it looked so lovely on her. Wow, that lady can wear lavender. It looked great. I mean, yeah, and it was so perfectly fitted, so like so hourglassy, and you know, you can tell everybody's wearing like wasp waist corsets. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and I yep. love it. <laughs> Loved it so much. And then, so uh, Gaston's like, uh, you know, paying off the boyfriend and being like, never, we never want to see you again. So he like hustles him out of the bar and then out, um, and then Ava like, confronts him and he's like, Madam, it's over and like leaves her like in a huff. And then she <laughs> screams oh like God, a man. She screams like so all hysterical. Good. It's so great. So good. <laughs> and then they cut to like the news the next day where they apparently she, she attempted suicide in air quotes, yes. which at, when I, at first when they were like, when I heard that, cause this was the first time that I had seen this movie in like uh, fully. Cause I had like had some issues watching it as a kid, um, as a youngster and I would just never ended up watching it. Yeah. So there was like, they, when they were like, you know, uh, but Leanne, like Leanne Dexamont, like committed suicide last night. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then they seemed all like super excited about it. I was like, what is happening? He's like, and then Richard is like, oh, ho, ho, your first suicide, Gaston. You are so lucky. And he's like, yeah, and, sure. I feel gross. You know? He's yeah. Like, and I then Andalicia and, and Grandmama were like talking about it too. And they're like, how did she do it? They're like, insufficient poison. I was like, oh, <laughs> so she just like acted out and was like, pretended to like you know it yep. was like attention you know, she's like yeah she's yeah. like oh i drank I, I drank half a bottle of nyquil i'm going to perish exactly <laughs> so i'm like okay i was like well let's not make light of 
people attempting suicide. But <laughs> I know it's funny because it's like they were making light of it, but then at the same time they were it's like it was obvious that it was like they were calling attention that whole like oh she's just trying to get attention, you know. But yeah, apparently that must have been like a thing, which I could see the I could see the Parisians be in this era being overly dramatic for yeah. no reason. So and I could see where that, that I could came also see from. that going really really wrong very easily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just yeah. needed a little strict nine, just a little strict yeah. nine. Just a wee bit. Just a wee, just a wee bit. Yeah, a wee bit of arsenic. Just a wee uh, bit. I've never felt this before. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh god. Um. But then that's when um Marie Chalier is like, oh, you needed the strike while the iron's hot. Like really, like get out there and go like smash some puss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? He's like, well, Take you know what you need out. to do when somebody tries to commit suicide oh, over god. you? You got to go out with the pussy posse. Yeah. Yep, got and it. then it's like, we well, yeah, party every a, night. <laughs> a new lady every night. Oh. oh. And so that's got when to it's get like some pussy. montage of these be- <laughs> montage of beautiful period um, newspapers with like illustrations and yeah. news stories about Gaston's, you know, exploits. And he has a part, he opens up a, he reopens a restaurant that was closed for like a giant party, which was amazing. And he yeah. sits at the table, the girl that he sits at the table with, with that like blue, like this like electric um, turquoise gown with her giant black hat. I was like, yeah. that hat she is looks my everything. Amazing, yeah. It's just so like, good. And he's just like throwing money around because it's expected of him to do this. And, and he has no interest in any of these events yeah. too. Yeah, All of them. And he has a big giant costume party where he's dressed like a Harlequin, yeah. which is adorable. And Marie Chevalier is like party. trying to find him. Where He's like, where is he? Where did my bro go? And he's like uh, passed out, asleep on a couch, <laughs> give a fuck. Like he's just like, not into this. Oh my God. But those costumes <laughs> uh, at the costume party amazing. was so cute. I was like, I want to go there. <laughs> oh my God. I've got great. the perfect outfit. <laughs> oh yes, you do. Yeah. So good. Um, but his little devil, the Maurice Chevalier's little devil. Oh, I know. Was so cute. I was like, so oh, appropriate. So adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the la- then he has like a- for some reason he's in a parade, which I was like, okay, so the rich in 1900 could just throw themselves a parade for no reason. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, and he's with a lady cool. who looked amazing, but like the- all the flowers that they were all over, you know, start to make her sneeze. <laughs> so so you know, again, bone her down on that one. Um, um, and uh, that's when he goes back to um, Casa de Gigi. Yes. That's French. And, and they, <laughs> um, he was supposed to go to another event, but they somehow talk yep. him out of it, and he stays there and has dinner with them. And, and then um, he ends up playing a card game with Gigi, and mm-hmm. sort of with a, with a wager that if she wins, then he will take he will take them on his next excursion, which is going to be to the beach. And she's never been to the beach before. And she cheats at cards. And so she cheated this time and won. (laughs) But but her dress that she was wearing that night was so cute too. Her dress is adorable. She's wearing this really cute, again, very teenager, like a sailor (laughs) dress and and very Gibson girl. It's like, Navy and white and sailor with a little, you know, so collar cute. and it was ankle length and she had her hair down, but kind of like pulled back a little bit and like um, a half pony, <laughs> like a, a half pony. I love a good and, half pony. And she was still very, very much, you know, a teenage Gigi. And, yes. um, and it was, but it was really, really fun. And she looked adorable and they do a lot of this, like dancing around the apartment and they sing this great song oh, right. about drinking yeah. champagne, the night they invented the champagne, n- yep. which I love. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, that song. And the way, the way she's like, and she's like totally doing like, you see the way the camera and all the shots are, she's like sneaking and drinking this whole bottle of champagne through it's the whole so time. Adorable. Like, I love watching, it. And 
It's so much fun to watch. And That's one of my delightful. favorite songs of the Me movie, too. too Me actually, too. it was the night day. So good. Oh, God, it's so great. <laughs> oh, my God. So she does win the card game, and so she gets a weekend away in the because yep. she'd never seen the beach before. And so she goes, and this a montage of her being a youngster, like making a fool of herself, playing on the beach with Gaston, running around and play, like playing. Um, but she's also like, par- she's f- she's basically a foil against um, the woman that um, Marie Chevalier is chasing because he re- he sees like this sexy young mistress at the beach. Yes. And so he's like chasing her, this girl. But in the meantime, he's getting distracted by Grandmama and Gigi. And so G- the, the mistress is all super prim and proper and like walking around being beautiful and like playing playing uh playing tennis without actually moving just swinging her <laughs> arm and hitting the ball and Jeezy's like running around the court like it's an so idiot great. <laughs> so it's funny. so great and you can tell like it's obviously like oh a hoity toity place so <clears throat> like him taking yeah. them there it's like not only is it nice or fancy but like people are going to notice people are going to take notice yeah. like who are these who is this random woman and child or girl that he's, you know, and then this girl that he's see, being seen with, you know? And so yeah. that, and, and that's something that like, it kind of really happens. Like they spend a lot of time together at the beach and there's this lovely time where like the grandmama and Marie Chevalier, like he keeps seeing her and then finally they meet and they have this great song together and, oh, um, which song. is wonderful. And her, Hermione Gingold, first of all, can I just say she looked lovely in her like she looked, Gibson she like blouse and like I yes. said, age appropriate. It's like, you that, know, yeah, she's older, she but she a, still is just, she's beautiful. She's just lovely. And figure. at the beach, she was wearing white, which was beautiful yes, on her she like, looked, with that beautiful hat. Yes. With a like little the, tie. And it was just, yeah. it was clean and simple and lovely. And she has such a lovely face and smile and that sort of knowing look and her yeah. and that exchange with her and Marie Chevalier was wonderful and you know you get the idea they knew each other at one point they were together they broke up yep, because he was were. he could never stay faithful and mm-hmm. you know and and he, yet that was they still cared for each other that they had history yeah, yeah they had history and um yeah. and it was really cool and and uh and, and so after that then like word gets back to Aunt Alicia that she you know Gigi was at the beach or seen at the beach or whatever with, you know, like word gets out because it's a gossipy thing. You know, everybody, all eyes mm-hmm. are on the sky. And so she hurriedly summons her sister or summons grandmama there. And she's like, ah, 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 getting up there, like in her gorgeous cloak, you know? And she's like, yeah, what? She's like, what, is- what is wrong with you lady? You know? And she's like, Oh, I hear you went to the beach. And she's like, with Gigi. She's like, yeah, what with Gigi? What's the, what's the fuck is the problem? Like, what's wrong? Yeah. Well, do you see what you've done? No, I don't. What is wrong? You know, yeah. it's just like, think it so about funny. it, stupid. And she's like, Oh, Oh shit. You know? And so then it's like, yeah. they really, Realize like oh boy, it's more than just we we can't just like this, this as much as we just want to have this lovely little life together we can't like everybody all eyes are watching so what is this yeah. gonna mean you know and the gown that Aunt, Aunt Alicia was wearing that was the one oh. with like that um, black top it's and my it was favorite. like pe- like fuchsia underneath the oh my god the stripe play on that with the vertical yes. stripes on the skirt and the um, sleeves and then the miter down the center oh back. my god and she's Work. sitting there pinned straight just like ah uh, oh we need to talk with hunting. that weird lace bonnet yes, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she's, she's just like, what have you done? And it's true, interesting because she's never seen again. Like there are other outfits she wears more than once. She's never seen again in yeah. that. And she's only wearing it. But she looks so amazing. Beautiful. And she's just like, you know, and she's really concerned because she's like, what are we going to, you know, like in a way, like. Like this is a golden opportunity for them that could be like kind of fucked up if they play it wrong. Right, like exactly. If they, if, also, if they he don't doesn't want view she, her she as. Ruined. I mean, she's like, this is, these, right, this is exactly. our little girl that we've taken care of our whole lives. Like we can't mm-hmm. let him just like, you know, be his new, her, his new plaything and throw her away. Like right. this is not going to happen. And also too, they didn't, they didn't want, they didn't want society to view her as like, Oh, he's, she's his new boon. Yeah. And even if nothing happens, it's still like once he, it's like they just, they'll just assume it. So she really has to like, they have to play it smart and be like, okay, you can't, she can't be seen like out just like cavorting with him. It's like, you know, and there's like a whole scene too later on is like when Gaston comes back and he's like, oh, I want to take Gigi to tea at Versailles, you know, as like, just like a, a, a treat and like. You not know, in that fancy white dress grand, looking all like a grown Oh my lady. god, that gown that Oh my god. Yeah, that first gown when she comes out and she like changes into like that uh, gown to, to like, like really four show yards of material in the skirt. I'm like, oh, this, oh, oh yes, so there beautiful. is. And that's like quintessential like Gibson girl kind of thing. Yes. It doesn't have the pigeon front yet, but it's like still very like flounced top and like high neck and it's like very all hourglass so and beautiful. just and, and covered. I mean completely covered from like just under your chin all the way to the floor, but so mm-hmm. lovely. And she oh, looks so beautiful, so beautiful. And, and she knows how to move she does. in that gown too. She, yeah. Like, it's so effortless. And, and of course when he sees her in that for the first time, well, are we skipping? Should we go back <laughs> okay. a little bit? Yeah. We're skipping, but um, yeah. So, what was it? So they have that whole thing with him coming, her coming back. And then they basically are like, okay, we've got, we got to like, he goes, he ends up going to Monte Carlo by himself. And then, so that's when they're like, they push it into high gear of like, we got to get this bitch on the fast track to be in a, you know, a a sassy lady. Yeah. And I think at that point, like a capital L lady. And I think at that point, like the etiquette lessons meant more than, were were more important than ever because like Mm -hmm. she couldn't be seen at the beach, like on this guy's shoulder. Like she wasn't a little girl anymore. Like people weren't, seeing her as right. that they were seeing her as uh, a, a potential, potential like as something right. in a sexual way so like she could not have that mm-hmm. she cannot behave that way and so she being still very young it's like they want to coach her they want to coach her and not make her feel like shit in a sense of like okay you you yeah. need to change this you know and so like yeah. Every day with Aunt Alicia, she goes over. And we have this wonderful yeah, montage of her with her. So and it good. starts it's off so with good. Aunt Alicia sitting on her lovely, lovely 18th century sofa in that gorgeous, I'm like, you are Madame Pompadour, Madame. Oh, so it's good. that pink taffeta with <laughs> the tiny little black bows that are just sort of trickling so down. Beautiful. And the way she sits so and she, her poise. And she, I love the lace on her head and just everything. She is... That lady and you can wear can pink really and black. Tell, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of like you really like. You can tell that she's from a near. She's from era. another like era. She is kind of a holdover yeah. from like something that just doesn't even in that era doesn't exist, and they've kind of moved exactly. on. Exactly. It was so beautiful, but then also too, that's when you have that wonderful um, couturier fashion moment as well, oh, which geez. was wonderful. Yes. They have like a per, a model come in, or what they would have called back then a mannequin, <laughs> um, and she would have cut and. So this woman comes in and like parades around.
around these gowns in the, you know, in the living room of Antalicia and she did like three beautiful gowns and they're just one after the next. It's just absolutely yes. gorgeous. And of course it's on this, like this six foot tall, like, you know, show girl. Oh, I know who looks like <laughs> a giant compared to Leslie Caron, even though they're all yes. very curvy. It's just like, and it's so funny. Like, so I love, it's like the one outfit that, that, that she's least interested in Antalicia. She's like, that's the one we want. And then like puts her uh, yep. in it and she looks like a tiny child playing dress up, just standing there <laughs> miserable while they're like fitting it on her. Yeah. And so it's, funny. it's pretty funny. Um, and so she, you know, and Aunt Lisa's like, she's trying to show her like how to pick out a cigar, how to pour coffee, how to walk. And it's just, it's just a clown. Like she's trying to, to teach a clown. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> she gets drunk and like trying to teach her how to drink wine. And, and it's, it's just so funny. Like that whole part is, oh is wonderful. I loved it. It was really funny, but a little frustrating too. I was just like, come on, Andalusia. Yeah, a little, a little frustrating. But so that's all, that's sort of all of like what happens. And then all of a sudden Gaston comes back and he goes to the apartment and he sees Gigi very quickly, but then she runs in her room and, you know, and he's talking to the grandmother and then all of a sudden she comes out in that white dress and she's talking no, to him. No, yeah. And, um, and he is horrified actually. He's just I like, mean, he's very yeah. confused. He's like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you think you're doing to do? Like, he's like really weird and like weirded out, you know? Yeah. And super insulting to Very her too, insulting. which was kind of shitty. But then like, she's like right insulting like, back. She's like, really? Cause you know, cause yeah. he, he like, he, you know, he sort of, you know, pardon the pun, dresses her down in a sense and, and, you know, makes fun of what she's wearing. She's like, well, you aren't, of all the things that are said about you, you no one said you had good taste in clothes, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. He snaps on him a couple times. Snap, and then he gets all insulted. And then the grandma's like, oh my God, yeah. you insulted a rich person. What are we going to do? And, and then he like, yeah, he storms out and she's like, no, nah, he'll come back. Like, she's just looking out the yeah. window. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, you also, I realized too, in that setup, she's like, why would he get so upset about something I'm wearing like why do what's, a, what's such a big you know and she's like why are you getting upset what's a big deal like so what I made him upset yeah. big deal he'll come back yeah you she's know? like it's just cast on we like yeah. we know this bitch and that's that's when it's like it's pretty underhanded because like clearly they're keeping things from Gigi at this point too which is yeah you know it, I think that's too, that's something that even the two ladies wrestle with because like Aunt Lisa's like oh she won't understand and then her grandma's like actually she probably will like she probably knows a bit more than you think you know but it's this assumption that you know of who who Gigi is she doesn't really get to make right. that decision for herself and um, anyway so yeah so he leaves and then <laughs> and then he comes ends up coming back and that's when sort of the real discussion begins about w- what to do right. Right. Yeah. That's like the whole thing of like, he wants to take her out and he, and that's when uh, grandma sends Gigi away and he, she's basically cuts, you know, cuts to the chase with Gaston is like, you can't. That's when grandma got real. She was nice as pie to him this whole time of the movie. And as soon as it's like, this came around, she's like, Gigi, go to your room. We need to talk business and not business, but like she, she got serious with him. She was like, I'm not going to be kissing your ass right now. This is my granddaughter. And so you will not mm-hmm. be putting her in a way that's going to destroy her life. You know, it was rad. <laughs> Which it was just kind of rad that she did that. But then that's when he, that's when he kind of basically like steps up to the plate and is like, fine, I'll, you know, he goes through the, well, he goes through the sort of like, oh, fuck you, fuck all this shit. And he leaves. Of course, his whole storyline is like leaving the house and coming back to the house. Like that's when the indecision starts for yeah. him. And I'm like, girl, you got to make up your mind. And he sings the title song Gigi and realizes that he's actually like kind of could see himself with her and all that yeah. stuff. And then he comes back and he is like, fine. He's basically says, I will, I will make her, 
a light, you know, I will set her up and give her the life that she deserves, you know, because she doesn't deserve to be, you know, she deserves more than just a provincial sort of mm-hmm. life of like wife, husband, wife and kids basically. Yeah. Um, and then that's that, like just kind of like amazing scene of where grandma comes over and, or he, she, grandma goes to Aunt Alicia's and he, she's in the back. Oh God. Which is is so amazing. <laughs> it's a bitty, it's and a bitty powwow y'all. Oh, Yes, <laughs> but that bathtub was amazing. Oh it's my like, god! By I want to bathe in doilies. All the, the doilies. And, <laughs> and it was like I want to like I love the fact that she's just like oh they draped doilies all the way around it, and you know that like half of those doilies are oh, in yeah. the water. Yeah, like, it's just, so like, decadent and wonderful. I love it. <laughs> so good, <laughs> and I love that she's like washing down, and then she like puts on mo- moisturizer at one point. Is like doing her neck, like of course <laughs> it's like like this beautiful like way of like making it's so. Um, Putting right. on moisturizer. Uh, but then, she, of course, Aunt Elise is like power moving it where she's like, oh, he told him to get a, have our lawyers go meet his yeah. lawyers. No, you tell him to have his lawyers come yeah, to our she's lawyers. Like brokering and I'm like, shit you, now, you know? Yeah, and like legitimately actually like putting together a prenup for Poon. Like yeah. a Poon prenup. Yeah. Which, like, you know what, smart lady, really... I mean, this is, like, yes. that's how it goes. I was like, damn. You know? Like, yeah, it's like, you want to make sure that you're set for life? You better fucking get that shit in writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, good Go for, for her. her. Like, damn. That's yeah. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> so it was amazing. And then they go back to, so then that, the news is taken back to Gigi and Gigi's like, I don't know if, and oh, right. Gigi, they go back to Gigi and like give her the news. And then Gaston comes over and is like, talks to Gigi and is like, what do you think about the whole, this whole setup? And, um, she has conflicted feelings about it. And I love that scene. Like she really is like, what, Am I? What is going to happen to me? She's really worried about that, and of course, she's wearing that beautiful outfit with the bow, with the asymmetrical yes. blouse and the bows. Oh, it's so and gorgeous! It, it does I feel almost like a tra- like a transition outfit because it feels a bit more like yeah. her hair is pulled back. She does feel a bit more mature and ladylike, but it's still a slightly shorter skirt and still, still kind of young, young yeah, but like feels... but starting to look a little bit more refined, like a little bit more cleaned up. Yeah. You know, kind of sad actually. <laughs> yeah, it's somber. Yeah. It's a somber yeah. scene, but but this. Just um, also a little news on this costume. This costume is actually in the collection of a, an Australian costume oh, collector. So cool. Which is really rad. So um, the this Australian co- um, costume collector, Nicholas Inglis, um, bought this costume um, at... Um, at a auction a few years ago and it's just been in his costume collection wow. ever since. And he has, um, a lot of stuff in his collection actually, which is really cool. So, um, follow him actually at, um, on Instagram at a vintage costume collector. So he's really cool. He's Amazing. got so much awesome stuff. Yeah. Maybe we can talk him into being on the podcast one day. That would be wonderful. Wink, I would wink. love that. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> know what I mean? Hey. hey. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's, I love that he's preserving these costumes costumes which is wonderful I yeah mean, that's wonderful he has the million dollar mermaid swimsuit as well oh just, my know, goodness just, wow that's so cool yeah. i love that these are being preserved wonderful. and kept for us to yep. look at and study and enjoy and gush about yep. <laughs> um but back to the story so she says that she doesn't want this for her she like kind of like throws it back in his face and then um yeah. grandma Mug tells aunt alicia that and aunt alicia is like Kaza, what? 
<laughs> and she literally, she actually manages to pull herself out of her apartment and goes, which I think is such an amazing scene that she's like, it really yes. tells you how important it is to Aunt Alicia that she's willing to leave her apartment and go to, you know, go to grandma's house and, you know, and yes. like really kind of talk some sense into Gigi and like all this. And then Gigi comes to the realization that she was okay and she wants to be and she even says she's like I'd rather be miserable with you than without you so she yeah. so Gaston like she tells Gaston that she's she's down with the brown and they uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the wonderful scene at Maxim's where they go and like that's when he's like it's official that they're together and like he yeah. takes her to Maxim's and she is a vision I so I I love this <sighs> I love this scene I love this dress so much when she because at first she she does her little it's weirdly dubbed song that I even remember growing up when I used to see this I believe that part had even been cut out oh with the say a prayer um, for me tonight song with the Sarah pray for me tonight which she sings to the cat that's all on drugs because oh, yeah. the cat kept it it cat the cat wouldn't uh, we, could, she could never be around that cat without he, it yeah, attacking her. It, was a, her it was a freaking Maine Coon cat mm-hmm. but but Vincent Benelli liked the look of it yeah. even though they could have got many other cats that would have been totally happy to be there and perfectly trained but he liked the fluffy gray kitty so he kept it <laughs> even though it wanted to rip her eyes out every time she saw it. So they drugged it up real good mm-hmm. so she could do that scene. Yes. Kind of not okay with that. Well, just watch uh, the cat I, in this movie. I do movie. love kitty. Watch this cat in this movie. This cat is lethargic He's on as drugs. fuck. <laughs> like, He's that on cat drugs. is like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Cat immediately he, went into rehab after they filmed this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's well, you it's know, pretty, it, it's pretty sad. Is it weird that it lies? I mean, Vincent no, I mean, Nelly's cat. I mean, maybe it was Judy's kitty. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, we won't. Yeah. too much connection there. But but uh, anyway, so she does that, and and she and then she comes out, and she's wearing this dress, which I got to tell you, I so I grew up watching this movie, and I have. I loved it as a kid, but then I remember watching it again as a teenager, like 13, 14 years old, and I loved I thought she was the most beautiful thing ever. I and mean. that that dress, not just that dress, but that hair. Mm-hmm. The hair with the moon. She's got that moon pendant or like, like um, a comb. The, the sparkly yeah. moon comb that's just sitting in her hair, like just floating in there. And it's so clean. And she's not wearing any necklace, any no. fancy jewelry, just her white gloves with the white dress and those little black feathers. She looks She's just such a vision, and it, it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. And she does that's in a sense what sets her apart. It's she looks like it's like a Cinderella mm-hmm. because she goes into Maxims and she's the only lady in there who doesn't have a giant diamond necklace on right. or a bunch yeah. of bling. Like she's so, she's yeah. so unblinged, but yes, yet stands out. Like and and she doesn't look angelic either. She looks sharp. She looks yeah. like a lady. Looks classy and it's and there's, it's yeah, just there's lovely. There's nothing fussy Loved about what so she's much. wearing. There's no like appliques and like there's no like excess like you know motifs or anything like that. It's oh just my so god! I so yeah, but that just, hair. I was obsessed uh, with that hairstyle yeah. so much that I actually like did that hair where I literally took a moon pin and stuck uh, it in my uh, hair for my a drama banquet in my freshman year. <laughs> That's. How important it was to me. I don't blame you. <laughs> How it influenced was such me. a good look. Like I, I mean, she opens the French doors to her bedroom in that gown, and it's like work. You oh, just like you know, you know, that, you know Vincent Minnelli oh, was behind geez. the camera, just being like work, work. I I mean for for me but as a teenage girl like that that is such a beautiful it's kind of I've heard similar stories from girls when they talk about um uh Audrey Hepburn when when she has her her black and white dress from Sabrina Mm -hmm. it's just there's something about when you see you're just like 
that's my dress. Uh-huh. Like you're just you're just like oh my god, you that know. And, and as, for, yeah. but for a teenage girl, it is just so like it's so lovely and so inspiring. So that's why I'm like, please, 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 people watch this movie. If you've never seen old movies, please watch this movie. This like, gown is every a fashion moment. <laughs> you know, history, especially if like, you're like young in your teens, it is just it is wonderful. It is just delightful. Yeah, it'll like knock I, your socks I loved off. it. It'll... Major major great pot prom inspiration. <laughs> like and if anyone like seriously, yeah. you want to look classy, watch Gigi. <laughs> and just try to do that, you know. <laughs> yes, I've seen some. I've seen some like um, some like replicas of this gown, and I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't hold up as well as this one. I'm like, you gotta have the corset, you gotta have you like potassois satin, like it's gotta be heavy, heavy satin. It's gotta be, and yeah. those feathers don't get marabou. Get coke feathers, get like proper black coke <laughs> feathers, and like really do it up. Like you have to go as much as you can. Like when you do something like when you do like a replica of a gown, you have to like. Oh, put yeah. some cash monties into it like it is but like that so but that hair to, let me tell you Ugh. that that hair was that was circa Kathleen in the Houston <laughs> suburbs 1992 feeling it yes. I was feeling it with my I took a it was I think it was a brooch that belonged to my mom and I like wiggled that I was like yes I have the jeans I am feeling this <laughs> I am feeling like a princess yeah like Gigi <laughs> realness Leslie Corona yep. elegance and my dress did not look like that at all it, it was didn't uh, I think you I'm, felt amazing. It had the uh, it had the like remember back in the early nineties the the long elegant dresses, but they had the car wash flaps in the front. You oh, know, it was yeah. like two slits. It was like princess scene, but you had two slits in front. <laughs> it was that, <laughs> and it was pink. Yeah. It was like a pink potoswa. Actually, it was very like kind of Jackie O looking, oh, but like long. Cute. I love it. And and then I did my hair all Gigi. I know, like who who was I? Yeah. I was like fourteen. I was just like, yeah, I'm going places. Yeah. I'm going places up in here. You're like I'm <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> I got plans. Yeah. I got plan. I had an exit plan. Get the fuck out. Yes. Look at this hair. Does this say I'm committed to living in Houston? No. <laughs> so they go to anyway. Me- so they 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 go to Maxim's and she looks amazing and he looks amazing too. Amazing he's in, in like a black tuxedo with like a black oh, uh, with like a silk the classic top, tuxedo. Top, top yes, and he looked stunning and it's cutaway just, like ugh. all the things like that turn of the century like Paris tuxedo down to like the satin white lining inside of the satin top hat. It, it was oh, oh, so that's amazing. Like if I could dress like and that he, all he the cuts time. a handsome figure. He like looks that, amazing. that Louis Jardin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. He looked amazing in this so. movie. Um, and that's when they have that whole scene in Maxim. So it's like all the old regular cast of characters are there like gossiping it up. And then when he walks in, it's like super silent and super like daggers in the eyes where they're just like, who is yes. he with? And all of that. Yes. And it's, they, I mean, it's such a beautiful scene. It's such a wonderful, beautiful scene. And you could just tell that he's just like wriggling and writhing in his seat where he's just like, this is not what I want for Gigi. And I just, yeah. it's such a wonderful scene. Like she is like giving, she is serving up Gigi Elegance. Yeah, and she's like, dazzled and yes. she's happy. She and, and honestly, she keeps saying she's like, I'm just glad to be here with you. Yes. Like it's, I'm, I'm genuinely like, I'm just stoked to be doing this with you. Like this is really exciting, and I know about all these things. I've read about them. Like this is so cool to be here. Mm-hmm. They go dance, and even at some point, she's like, "What's in your pocket?" And he's like, oh, "I have a present. Do you want? Do you want it?" And she's like, no, "I can wait. It's okay. I can wait till we're done dancing." Like she's not even like greedy or weird like yeah, that. Such and, a like, beautiful person. And, and it's and it's great. And he gives her this this beautiful. beautiful beautiful uh, bracelet and she like holds it up and does her whole like I've been schooled by Aunt Alicia I know what these gems are and of course people are like looking behind yeah. them you can see like all the extras are like they're looking at the jewels yeah. they're looking at her they're looking at him they're like oh my god this is just like 
so dishy for them, right? They don't, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is they're going like on. They're like breathing but, down and, his neck know, with like how in the, hip, in the business they are. I was like, damn, girl, yeah. get out my... They're like all up in his gums. I'm like, geez. All up in it. And like, and so he's like, why don't you go to the powder room and have them help you put the bracelet on? And she she leaves. And then right as she leaves, um, Marie Chevalier comes up and right, he's like, like oh, oh yeah. well, 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 I see you have Gigi. Yeah. Look at you. You are so smart. That's what you are missing. You are just missing some very young porn. Oh, this is a perfect blah, blah, blah. And as the whole time he's talking, you could just tell he's just like, because he's just like, uh, like you, he's like, he, he, he really looks disgusted. Yeah. Like he actually looks kind of disgusted with the whole scene with himself. And he really does a great resting disgusted face. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Jordan. Cause he has, he has that constantly. He's just like, I'm disgusted with my whole yeah. life. Constantly. Oh my God. And it's, such, it's, <laughs> it's not boredom, yeah. sir. It's disgust. But it's kind you of, just don't want to so live sad. like, an, like, like a the, slime bag. Yeah. The end I of it, when he like rushes her out and all she does is she's just like, she starts like, she's so, so bewildered. Spill, she starts to cry. Uh, it's so tough to watch her cry because she's so pretty. I know. And you're like, oh. I know. And he won't tell her what's wrong. Like, he just won't. He's no, not, he's of just, course, he's not just using his go. words. Not using his no, words. He, and you're like, he does not use his words enough. Uh, I'm just like, buddy, <laughs> like, talk it out. <laughs> and, and so he just, he gets so upset when after Marie Chevalier says all this that he just pulls her out and he's like, I don't, fuck you, fuck this. And he, he doesn't, again, he doesn't use his no, words and he takes her home. Just, she's just the whole time like, what, what did I do? Yeah. Like, what did I do wrong? What, like, did I mess up? And and she, and it's so sad. Like I you know. see her, she gets to the door and she like won't even look at him. She's, she's like all like crying. huddled in the corner. And it's so like, you want to, you cry for her because you're just like, this is so fucked. And But then he goes on that <laughs> and, beautiful you know, soul searching walk around the city where yeah. he's in silhouette the whole time like in front another of another self-indulgent soul-searching walk for, yeah for and, his character and of course vince vanelli's like well if he's gonna search search his soul he may as well do a pretty in a pretty setting yeah. so he's like let's <laughs> light him from behind and make it all super beautiful and like it's such a beautiful scene but it's it like is beautiful that scene in front of the fountain where he's all in silhouette you're just like oh my god it looks so yes beautiful. Oh, and no, so he, he cuts he cuts a fierce silhouette. Yeah. He looks great. I mean, uh, prop, that's why that's this is why um, Vincent Minnelli won the Oscar for directing because it was so beautiful. And then he runs he runs back to yeah. Gigi and realizes he's like this is it. He's like I don't I want her to be I don't want her for this life. I want her I want to marry her. So he takes her back. He runs back to yeah. the house and like you know and she's like of course Grandma and Gigi are bewildered and he's like I he's like asks Grandma for the honor of. Gigi. Gigi's hand in marriage, and you're like, oh my god, which was super classy and nice. (laughs) Yes, it was so cute. And she says, "Thank heaven," which is great and cliche, but also probably uh, to how she's like, "Oh fuck." For Christ's thanks, thank yes. God. Because that way she knows her granddaughter is going to be secure, uh, you know, financially oh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, and just in every way. And it's somebody that she knows and it's not a weirdo. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a lot of relief <laughs> that yeah. I think as an older, as I'm, as a grown up, I, I understand <laughs> so much more now. Where before I was just like, it's just hysterical older people. But now I'm just like, oh my God, the stress you must yes. be feeling, lady. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they didn't have a welfare system in. <laughs> 1900 yeah. okay there was like, like if you were broke you were th- broke i used to always think that the <laughs> right i used to always think that the mother in pride and prejudice was such like a nervous busybody but now i'm just like oh my god you have five daughters and no rights <laughs> yes I, I, how do you sleep at night lady and like and no dowry to like split between <laughs> no five dowry. Yeah, oh so god i could totally i could see why you're so. upset <laughs> but then of yeah. course the, so this story so when he proposes and she says thank heaven then it dissolves back to a full circle yes. back to 
the promenading park <gasps> and they're promenading in their beauty and in his beautiful suit and she's in she is a vision in lovely vision. lilac ah. oh my goodness <laughs> with that and I don't know if this is a metaphor for a lavender marriage or what I don't care <laughs> the point is she looked lovely oh my god that lavender lace with like that was see through <laughs> and then the lavender opaque oh, underneath head to the toe hat with the like pile of feathers on top it of was it. like a giant oh, lavender pineapple of feathers so it was good. like so good so draggy and showgirl realness it so- was- Oh, oh God! And it that, was like, let's face it, it's inappropriate for park promenading. They no give I give. We give no fucks. So good. <laughs> and she's wearing that like curly ostrich boa that's like fourteen, yes. twenty plies thick. Like she was like yes. Las Vegas thickness, and it was, and it was like, draped ex- around her. And you know, Ugh. it went from it, it was like floor length. It was. On her. I mean, so most, that must like, have been like twelve feet long. <laughs> yeah, most boas are six feet. This had to minimum ten, like a minimum ten yeah. feet. Like I. It was so. It, it I was, was like it was, and everything matched. Everything was lilac yes. on lilac. And I'm just like and when I when lovely. I finally when I finally pull the trigger and transition into being a woman. This is exactly <laughs> how I will be dressing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yes. I am not mad at that. I am that writing it lovely. down. I am gonna like <laughs> put my order in now. <laughs> it's going oh to be my everything. That's what it, I'm gonna wear when I when I when I present myself to the world. <laughs> it, you know, and it was really great because, and how great is that? Like, how fucking proud do you have to be to not only get married but walk around with your wife dressed like that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, no I just secrets wanna, there, but <laughs> I just want to know what Vincent Minnelli and Cecil Beaton, two giant queens, said when Leslie Caron <laughs> walked out of her trailer in that. They were probably like, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Leslie goes, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Do you oh know what God. happened though? They were just like, "Ooh, girl, we're gonna throw you. You're gonna be working the runway, girl." Like, you know, it's like I know. They're like, uh, "Could you please let me know when you're done with that hat? I just, it's got an appointment." <laughs> <laughs> just beaten in Manelli, just getting pla- shit face plastered. Oh like, my God! One's like, one's wearing. They're both wearing costumes from the movie, like all yep. unzipped in the back because they can't fit into them. Oh yeah. They're oh just yeah. Like, one's, oh, got, like, one's got the uh, the end scene hat on, and the <laughs> other one has like the giant black hat that resting <laughs> that that like you know Mad Shade woman hat on, and they're just. They're just gabbing up, smoking just cigarettes, just drinking, and drinking, pounding just shots, drinking. Yep. They're just like, I'm as pretty as Leslie Caron. I don't care. Oh my god, <laughs> love it. Oh my so god, good. so good. And that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ends with an epilogue from uh, from our yield. Oh, oh, oh yep. Jerry Arbach. Oh no, just kidding. It's not Jerry Arbach, but it's. Still, you know, it, it, it's it, it, again. He just kind of like sums it all up, and yep. and like, well, that's our story. Hope you liked it. Enchanté. <laughs> These are like so- clips, baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui, He's like, oh, oh, Jean-Paul oh, Gaultier. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I just. Oh. <laughs> Just a, it's it's a fun accent. I'm not gonna lie. Kudos to the French as much for as having, I can. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Until it's not creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Paris, for having the best accent. I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, it is really great. No, we love you guys so yeah. much. I 
I, I, I want to go one day. You guys I, can. This yeah. is all done out of total love. Yeah. And I hope that the Parisians are doing like the like the idiot Southern voice as much, like as often as we oh, do the French do. voice because it's so much fun. It's so and much. We, fun. we do the idiot Southern voice <laughs> as much as we can as well. We are equal opportunity offenders, <laughs> and so <laughs> we do not hold back. Um, not when you sound like Maurice Chevalier. Yeah, 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 it's so just, good. it's infectiously, or Hermione Gingold for for Christ's sake. So I good. love her. Again, you know, I just think of her as you, you McKechnie Shin. <laughs> oh God, I love her. When are we gonna do the Music Man? We'll Philip? have to do the Music we Man soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I good. haven't seen okay. that since high school, middle school. I haven't since seen that since. School. Oh, it sounds oh like it might be time. So good. Oh <laughs> uh, my God. So I hope you guys oh, enjoyed this movie. movie. Um, yes, it's it's one of our favorites. So good. It's just amazing costumes. It makes you so happy. Like it makes me so happy and emotional to see this movie. And I'm glad that I can enjoy it just as much as I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and there's just layers of enjoyment for this movie. So inspiring. And this and this very movie happy. stuck with me for a few days. I was definitely humming the songs and thinking about it. it. Just it was like a joy to watch and a joy to experience. It is a joy. So it's a I, it's a great escape if it, if you just need something to make you feel feel happy. It's a marzipan. It's marzipan of a movie. It really it's is. So, it's, it's just. In, delicious it's indulge, <laughs> indulgent and delicious and it, you can't get enough of it it's just so good it's a macaron oh, oh, color. macaron <laughs> oh god we're terrible okay we we're need to go to hell in some very french hand baskets yeah, yeah. very soon <laughs> yeah i think we need to like cut our lot we need to like we need to get out of here as quick, <laughs> quick as possible um da, 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 da. <laughs> well, we'll see you bye we're out of here <laughs> wait 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 um uh, yeah hit us up on social media quickly <laughs> uh facebook old hollywood realness at old hollywood realness on instagram at ohr podcast on twitter uh mad props to our boo boo um hal lublin for giving us his vocals for the opening of this, the podcast Amazing. um email Email us your questions. Email us your uh, your comments. If you have stories about this movie, please email us um, at our old Hollywood realness at gmail.com. That's would be awesome to hear from you guys. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and Gmail or wherever. Well, those or sorry, Google Play. Yeah. So we're only on Google Play and iTunes right now. We'll figure out the rest. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So you guys have a great week <laughs> yeah. and uh we'll talk to you next time yes okay. thanks so much for listening bye bye